Welcome to Twin Talk. This is Joy, and I'm here with my twin sister, Angie. And today, we are going to be talking about a book that only I have read, she has not read, and I'm just going to see if I can convince you to read it. Does that sound like a good deal? Sounds like a plan, yep. Okay. So, I'm going to read the summary that I found on Amazon that I think does the best job of describing it. Uh, the name is Centered, and it's by a guy named Jason Brown. So, NFL lineman Jason Brown had everything in the world. He was the highest paid center in the game. He lived in luxury. Millions of people saw and admired him every week. Then in 2012, Jason heard a call from God that changed everything. Leaving behind an incredibly successful football career that paid millions, Jason turned toward a life he knew nothing about, farming. It was only the beginning of his journey. Through third-party mismanagement and a run of bad luck, Jason had lost most of the money he'd saved from his NFL days, the same money he'd planned to use to start his new career and donate fresh produce to hungry kids. Only a miracle could save Jason's new dream, and that's exactly what happened. Centered is an inspiring riches-to-rags-to-true-riches story of one man willing to risk it all for the sake of his family, for the sake of loving others, for the sake of seeking God's dreams first, and reminding each of us to do the same. Oh, wow. So, that pretty much sums up the book, but what I love about the book you get a peek inside someone who's really famous and wealthy. He lived in like a 12,000 square foot mansion mm. and he had everything he could want. His wife had everything they could want. And she actually was a dentist, I believe. And she didn't even have to work, of course, if she didn't want to. But they weren't happy. They didn't have a good marriage. They just fought all the time. And I'm not going to give away too much, but he literally felt like he heard God saying, you need to leave this life. It's destroying your your relationship with me. It's destroying your relationship with your wife. Mm. He, he became selfish and greedy and all those good things. And he did. He dropped it all, and they became, it was either Mississippi or Alabama. I don't remember. It's one of the southern states that they just went and bought a bunch of land, like a 1,000 acres or more maybe more than that, and just started farming. And it's about how even though they were broke, it just there's many stories of God's provision and how he provided. And even to this day, I believe they give, they, they farm like all this land and they give away almost all the food for free because there's a lot of poverty around them where they are. Oh, well, I'm just sitting here, you know, knowing nothing about him or who he is, but thinking about the wife to live a life of privilege like that mm -hmm. and be that, and then all of a sudden be broke and your husband has quit this lucrative career right. i'm thinking i would think the marriage had a lot of lot of really rocky days i would think so too and i do um i will say she's a big part of the story and i admire her a lot because she had to go along with the plan mm -hmm. and she had to say okay let's do this and he had a lot of people in his family you know people are proud his parents are proud of their son he had a lot of friends and family who you know you know how you're proud of someone and you kind of ride on their coattails of their success that they're like are you crazy what you're going to give up this lifestyle for what and i can imagine i would i would guess that some people were saying wait a minute god gave you this talent as a football player mm -hmm. and you know i could see that take on it as well but I, obviously yeah. you said he had a calling on his life well so. and that's interesting you said that because he says from the beginning of the book he's never liked football oh he's he loves baseball now and he says he would do anything to play baseball he said but he's 
never really liked it. He just hmm. figured out he was good at it. He figured out he could get a scholarship. He figured out it could support him. Mm-hmm. It was just a way to make a living. He's oh. never been passionate about it. So his heart it. was never really in so it. So his heart was never in it. Hmm. And to me, that tells me that's another sign that maybe that that wasn't what he was meant to do. Because I feel hmm. like when God gives us... When, when God gives us a, a plan, he gives us the, the desire for it, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. We're passionate about it. We want to do it. And he never was happy playing football, according to the book. Oh, okay. Well, and then I obviously, the title of the book, Centered, mm-hmm. he was a center. You said he played yes. center position. He was the center for several, I think, okay. like the Baltimore Ravens. And mm-hmm. uh, he played for two or three big-time teams and okay. made some pretty good money. You know, and he said he wasn't like all these other, a lot of football players. He he gave a statistic in the book how many football players end up broke even after they retire because they just go and blow mm-hmm. and they don't manage their money. But he was smart. He went through a financial guy. He put, uh, he invested in many different types of stocks and bonds and he had many, he didn't put all of his eggs in one basket. He had right, many so. different areas of revenue and to and to live on when he retired. And it was just through a string of bad luck. And like I said, this third party financial group that they went bankrupt or whatever. Mm. And he ended up literally losing almost every penny. Oh my gosh. And he used all the money that he had left to buy the land. to farm on and to buy the farmhouse and the land and that's a really interesting story because he felt led to this one particular piece of property but it wasn't for sale oh and it's a big long complicated story but he ended up getting it because god provided so how long was the book was it you know it wasn't that i listened to it it's on the teen read list for next year Hmm. our librarian at our school picked it out I would say, well, gosh, if I was estimating, I would say it was no more than a seven or eight hour listen. Mm-hmm. But I would guess the book is not that long. It didn't seem like it took that long to, to read it. Oh, okay. Awesome. Have Is this so much something you'd want to read or not? Yeah, especially if it's kind of a quick read like mm. that. And it's, it sounds like you were blessed by it. It sounds like... Oh, uh, to me, anytime somebody gives up all worldly uh, wealth, status, mm-hmm. fame to go and serve others and to help others and mm-hmm. to obey God. Mm-hmm. They're heroes in my mind. I mean, mm-hmm. how many people would give up a million, you know, million dollar salary and the status, you know, mm-hmm. people worship these football players, yes. you know, and yeah. these these professional athletes. He was giving up all that. But guess what? His marriage now is stronger than ever. Okay. His fa- was- oh, and their kids they homeschool them, mm-hmm. and they work on the farm, and they help with the animals. And these kids, it sounds like they're very godly. It sounds like they're very, like one of them, uh, he, they said, Dad, no offense, but can we have our own Bible study? I guess mm-hmm. he was leading a Bible study with one of his sons, and this it made the son feel really special because he was getting up like at 5 in the morning just oh. to have a Bible study. And the other kids are like, we want to do that. We want time with you. <laughs> and what happened was it evolved into the kids doing their own Bible study before they got up to do school oh, and their wow. work, that they were that motivated to learn God's Word that they created their own Bible study. There's stories like that throughout it all. I, uh, to be honest with you, you know, to me, the one reason I would want to read it would just to be to hear about his relationships with other people and so-called friends. Yes. And, like, I have a feeling he found out who his true friends yeah, were. Yeah, he said that when he first got the contract, like the first, you know, million-dollar contract or whatever, I don't remember, but mm-hmm. um, he said, of course, because he says, you've got friends and family coming out of the woodwork, and mm-hmm. everybody's got their hand out, and everybody thinks yeah. you just owe them the money. That I you, just would... Like, it's, <laughs> hey, your family, give me the money. 
Yeah, and I would like to just hear how many people disappeared once that all Right. Yeah, yeah, my question is, are any of these same people who are asking him for money, are they offering to give money to help run this farm? I mean, there's mm-hmm. a story in there where he didn't have enough money for a tractor, and there's a really cool story of how God provided him a tractor. Oh, wow. Um, but I just wondered... I mean, and I, who's to say I wouldn't have my hand out if you won a million dollars? Right. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I'm yeah. just curious if any of these same people who are asking for mm-hmm. money are, are willing to give them money. Right. I don't, I don't yeah. know. I'm just yeah. Very curious. To me, that's the most interesting part is just the the whole so socio. What's yeah. The, uh, what, yeah. How people treat you when you have money and fame. And how they treat you when you don't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. So. Okay, cool. That's it. Sounds like a pretty good yeah. book recommendation. Thank uh, you. Okay. Well, I yeah. hope you read it. And you get. And if you're out there listening, thank you so much for joining in, and thank you for taking. I know time is valuable. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys for taking the time to listen to us, and we will see you next time on Twin, Twin Talk. Talk.